0: <laughs> it's the wilhelm scream oh thank you ian oh ho, ho, Tis the season for ian to go on the google app store the google play store and download wilhelm scream app <laughs> and then after we delete this after we finish this episode i will go delete it ian, summarily. Can, I,
1: can i tell you something yes I, um, I have the rap horn app, which is also just an app for one noise. And it's on, it's on the homepage of my phone for Good. the Wise. quickest access possible. And yes, you have heard it before. It is.
2: <laughs> That's my <Good> job. job. <laughs> I
1: do that. Wah, 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 wah. Joe. What one noised app do you have on your phone? None.
2: That's insane. (laughs) Do things that have a purpose that like, you know, move my life
0: forward. This is remarkable. I feel like the app, the era of the app that did one, like one specific thing for one specific social moment is so over. Those
1: apps don't exist anymore. Not here on Welcome to You Don't Know (laughs) It.
0: Stuck firmly in the
1: 20 teens. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> welcome, litheads. Um to you don't know lit, a week clear as we call it strongly podcast. And as as you must have gathered, it is spooky season. It is it's upon us season. fully. And we <laughs> found well what thank you, Ian. What would be scare what would be scary for the real the litheads out there? And so welcome to the sequel of the worst books ever written. Uh Litheads, let me just let me just share that Nick is very satisfied with himself on
0: this one. He does really like <laughs> love this. And I think both Joe and I, for different
1: reasons, are participating oh, under protest. Just wait <laughs> until
0: you hear the books
2: <laughs> uh, to help me. Our two high school English teachers, Ian and Joe. Hi, Nick. My name is Joe Holshue. I am here under <laughs> protest this week, reading Fifty Shades Darker under protest this week. And I I mean, I have. Sorry, I don't know why I'm clapping it. over here like a noob. No, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my name is <laughs> Joe Holscher. So I'm a high school English teacher. I brought Fifty Shades Darker, and I don't think you should read it. I don't think anybody should read it. Uh, it did <laughs> The movie made something like $450 million. The book sold a wow. billion copies. Must so, not I mean, be that bad. I know. What's the phrase? A hundred million cowboy fans can't be wrong. No, that's not it. Mm-hmm. A hundred million. Mm-hmm.
1: Packer fans. That's nah, a That's fans. a timely joke. Ian,
0: all right, Nick, and uh, Joe, <laughs> and to all you lit heads out there, I want to say a very happy. My name <laughs> is Doctor DeYoung, <laughs> and I'm a high school English teacher. And I'm feeling very spooky today because my my grading list is miles long and miles deep. Oh. Um, so instead of doing that, I'm here podcasting with these two new two nerds oh, uh, this week. I brought a, a not a bad book at all. In fact, Twilight oh. New Moon by Stephanie Meyer, famous for having the wrong spelling of Stephanie. You
1: know S-T-E-F?
0: <laughs> no, it's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-I-E, like mm. Stephanie. And I just like I, I'm not guys, folks, gentle ladies and gentlemen, mm. hobbits. I'm not kind of a nominative determinist where I believe that your name determines who you are and your moral standing, but there is no way (laughs) there's no (laughs) way somebody named Stephanie can't be just a little bit, a little bit evil.
2: May your earlobes turn into assholes and shit on your shoulders.
1: Hey, the plot doesn't fucking matter at all. This is what I think it's about. If you look closely
0: enough, every author <laughs> was at some point a
1: racist. Audiobooks don't count, right?
0: All art is quite useless. <laughs> who, who told you that? Fun fact that is how Joe laughs. <laughs>, <laughs>
1: Welcome, Let Heads Internet Let a Weekly, as we call it, strongly podcast. Where every week we bring two book recommendations. Uh, sometimes we bring them, and sometimes you bring them. So submit a book recommendation if you don't want to hear more about Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, <laughs> you every t- every week you don't submit a better book recommendation <laughs> will bring twilight the there. beatings will continue until morale improves i just like
0: we- i'm adoring this kind of new era of the show where joe has to bring books that he hates <laughs> <laughs> because i was recently re- recently re-listening to the jonathan Living- livingston seagull episode yeah. joe joe's when joe is kind of in his vitriolic phase when he's yeah. going goblin mode it's a it's a sight worth seeing he's 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 got a lot of disdain. The disdain drips. <laughs> and I, I love it. I'm not sure it's good for his mental health, but I, I, th- I think it's amazing. I, I enjoy it.
2: When I get a terrible book in a week, it is, it's like torture. It feels like I have it's this like a bad huge week, homework assignment all week. Um, oh. So, Nick, thanks. Thanks again.
1: Gentlemen, some rules to keep you on track. Rule number one, only unavoidable spoilers. Rule number two, I mean, needless words, Joe, I don't think that'll be this week. <laughs> Uh, and rule number three: <laughs> only winning matters. Uh, Joe, do you want to take thirty seconds and tell me? Maybe okay. Do you want to like refresh us on the first one? Like ah, previous time on Twilight 50 Shades of or Fifty Shades? Yeah, oh, actually. I, I,
2: I think this does kind of refresh us on the first one. I think that'll work well. So, Nick, Fifty Shades Darker is a book set in the Pacific Northwest. The main character is a naive young lady, a little bit bookish, who's taken with a brooding, mysterious man. Their love is a forbidden one that explores an unequal power dynamic. And there's a love triangle. Wow. Wow. Does that sound familiar? Nick, in this preposterous tale, our wealthy and controlling hero, Mr. Gray, tries to lure innocent Anastasia back into his kinky world of bondage and dominance. (laughs) The story is filled with a ridiculous amount of opulence, private helicopters, sultry encounters in posh penthouses. As their love affair unfolds, it is a roller coaster of melodrama complete with absurd misunderstandings and over-the-top... Escapades that will leave you questioning the sanity of these <sighs> characters. It's—I'd say—it's the worst book I ever read. I think maybe Fifty Shades of Grey was worse. I—I I don't know. They're, wow, they're really, really bad.
1: So a bit of an improvement, <laughs> Tr- tracking very marginally upwards. Joe, yes. Uh, please, um, in detail, outline what you like more about this book than the first.
2: One. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the thought- escapades? <laughs>
0: I just uh, I, listening listening to that thirty seconds, and it was way I'm more pumped. than thirty seconds. Way more
2: than thirty seconds. Um, Nick is really Joe, your stamina. Your range. stamina
1: is incredible here. Um, Joe goes on to break rule number two immediately. It's the first <laughs> thing he does after the rules is breaks. The only rule applies to him. <laughs> these are these are words. These are words and phrases I really never
0: wanted to hear from anyone, but especially from from your mm-hmm. from your bookish right.
1: lips. Well, imagine um, being his brother-in-law. It's kind of <laughs> weird. You know, worse, yeah, I'm sure. You know, escapades. Terrible. <laughs> Stop it. Just. <laughs> terrible. I'll bleep that out. Um, <laughs> he's saying scapades. <laughs> capades. I hope,
0: Nick, you won't do this, but I hope you just bleep the word sex. <laughs>
1: capades. <that's>
0: bleep capades. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, capades should be added to more words. I'm Absolutely. just gonna say it. I'm gonna have some lunch capades now. <laughs> <laughs> this drink capades is amazing. You guys are high school right. English teachers. What's a capade?
0: Oh, oh, uh, boy. oh, it's, it's Oh, it's it's from it's from escapade,
1: right? It's <clears throat> it's a noun. Usually mm-hmm. uh, it uh all right? An exhibition or event usually for entertainment. No. This <laughs> that's what Wikipedia says. This this Wiktionary entry, entry is actively inaccurate. Um the escapades, no. that was that's the something. I love that. I love
0: that the two on this on this well, on this Wikipedia page are both Nick and I are. The two options are ice capades and sex capades. <laughs> <laughs> there are no other capades. The only capades you can have are related. Capades.
1: Oh, and we will pick a winner today. Um, <laughs> Ian, tell me what your book is about. Absolutely. If you fall in love with a
0: vampire, you'll probably end up getting a paper cut in front of them someday. And oh. if you get a paper cut in front of a vampire, they'll have to come to terms with their competing urges to love you and bloodsuck you. And if they have to come to terms with these urges, they'll probably leave you forever. And if they leave you forever, you'll probably end up in a situationship with a werewolf. This week, I brought Twilight Newman. I love the I love the word situationship. It is so evocative. It's really good. Did you make yeah. it up?
2: No. no. No, the kids are no, saying it.
0: I think it's time for Joe's. Oh, really? Joe's Slang Corner. Oh my God. Track.
2: Okay. This is a, an impromptu slang corner that has been foisted upon me. But yeah, uh-huh. situation Situ- I've, is- I've
0: kind of grabbed you by the, by the nape of the neck and like thrust you into the, the, the corner.
2: Now this is perfect like a because bullet. a situation ship as you guys, I don't even have to explain it because you can just tell what it is from the way it sounds. That's what makes it so evocative. I would say no. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Oh, uh, I don't want to yes, date yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. They are in nice. a situation Are they dating? Who's to say, but she does go to his games and he does go to her concerts. Situationship. Kids tell me now that they aren't dating. They're just, um, they talk, they're talking. That's like the first stage, right? Oh, like it's just like, they have how a thing. Responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking very, awesome.
1: um, elusive of any tangible information, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: Especially when they're talking to their, you know, eleventh grade English teacher. <laughs> it's, it's
0: some, it's some kind of situation, but we don't know what that situation is. Right, we have a situation.
1: <laughs> the Sir, beautiful ambiguity. You're have to come with of, me. We have a situationship. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful ambiguity of young love. That was Mr. Mm-hmm. President. Um, jo- did you, uh, Ian? Uh, probably who Joe. Sh- who should start? Do you want to? Joe start? is more angry about his book than I am about mine. Yeah. Nick, I'm happy to start. Ian, why don't you start for us? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
0: As a contrarian, I am a contrarian. I don't when someone says this is the worst, I immediately start or is for how it's how it's not the best, mm-hmm. how it's not the worst. Um the the story of this the story of this is um pretty like this is this is a, a romance this is a story vampires <laughs> as, far as far as stories go this is certainly one of them so the first book <laughs> um we we get to learn about uh our main character bella falling in love with a vampire and you'll remember he's perfect let me set a 30
1: minute timer here this
2: is a special extended episode <laughs> right he is perfect isn't he like he's like Remember. super strong and super fast yep. and super beautiful and he sparkles in the sun
0: yep and the, the word godlike is used over and over and over oh. right.
1: um, refresh us of the um did you really refresh us of the first one ian i'm not like so, no, sure i mean the first one I, I'm, I'm doing like, that right caught now up. i'm doing that right now the You're first doing
0: one that right now in the first one, um, our main our main character, who is um, a point of view character and um, clumsy idiot, doesn't think she's very very attractive, doesn't she? Think she's very lovable, basically kind of like a self insert, yeah. Not um, for anyone, a self insert for anyone who kind of has um, confidence issues. Um, she falls in love <laughs> with the, the most perfect person ever, and he turns out to be a vampire, and um, sh- he saves her from certain death and. His family is super cool and beautiful too, and um, it's pretty much a it's pretty much a, a meat cute
1: uh, a, a over stretched over six hundred pages. Um, yeah, well, these are. I mean, look, obnoxiously we made a lot of long. Jo- the, we made a lot of jokes here about these books, but these are gripping romance novels, correct? Well, yeah, it's interesting. So that this is, define art our very, generation. It's a very so like romance, but
0: it's very 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 chaste. Okay, um, that's one yeah. of the one of the big things about this like um, there th- you guys know you guys know that you guys know how in in uh, in sort of <coughs> steamy relationships there are different bases you can get to like yes. first, second third. I would say the farthest that this ever gets is like a bunt. Where you kind of run a little way (sighs) up the line and then you get tagged out immediately. Just immediately really button directly to the pitcher and he meets you halfway to first base. Yeah, like a like a soft infield hit that's immediately caught and and thrown to first base for an out. Like nobody ever Mm. gets past any bases. Um that's just sort of the nature of
2: this, the nature of this. So does it just does it simmer? Like, is it just simmering below? The- so
0: there is legitimately a lot of smoldering. Yes. Yeah. But actually, this book is interesting
1: because 600 pages of bunting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that should be no. on the
0: back cover. So so this is for, for a bunch of this book. As a matter of fact, um, the the main romantic leads are far, far apart from each other. Um, for a bunch of this book, um, Edward and Bella are, oh, are not like near each other. Um, Bella is yearning, she's yearning for mm-hmm. the the chaste, chaste kiss of her lover, but she's not getting any sort of, he's gone, he leaves her Wait, early in the what?
1: book. Yeah. So the, the yeah. first book sets up how much they're in love they Love and each then other. he, second book it just, in the second book he kind of, so there is
0: an accident, the family is like confronting, the, like I said in my intro, you know, do we like how much? How how much can we restrain ourselves from just pouncing on this human being and 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 sucking their blood? And as mm. a result of this, Edward makes a decision: I need to
1: leave. It's the greater good, true he, love. You yes, must yes, let yes, it go. He
0: yeah. cuts himself out of her life, and he tells her, "You must do not take any risks." Uh, and so she spends most of the, much much of this book moping and yearning, yearning for him. And what is.
1: Okay.
2: That does Developing. sound like it would get boring over 600 pages. Is right. So this is
1: why this is and why over the situa- 700 pages. Does anything happen in the book? Well, is this there, is as I was getting to, this is where, where the situation ship comes from. G- get yes. there. Are you, so, I'm on the edge of my seat here, Ian. So, um, this, uh,
0: this, is the part, this is the part where Ian recaps, <laughs> Ian recaps young adult fiction in detail. I love <laughs> this. I love this okay. mode. Um, uh, at a certain point, she discovers that she is kind of mm-hmm. maybe more than friends with a young Oh, oh my goodness. Nice. Okay. So makes what? Her feel what? Odd. He makes it- her feel really happy. He, she doesn't feel towards him the way she feels towards toward Edward. Edward is like godlike and all, all so on and so forth. But but Jacob, Jacob is kind to her. Jacob listens to her. Jacob pays attention to her. Jacob is there for her. Jacob is honest with her and so on and so on and so forth. And so he wants to be with her like they want to have the like he wants them to be a couple and she have some pups.
1: Oh, are they gonna have (laughs) (laughs) interspecies sex, Ian? Sorry, just to clarify that.
2: If you have children with a werewolf and you are not a werewolf, what are the kids? Are they just really human
0: most of the time? So I don't don't know. Surprisingly, 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 this book, this extremely chaste book written by an extremely Mormon author, does not get into the genetics of human werewolf (laughs) interdicted. What a shock, right?
2: Missed opportunity, miss my... Okay.
0: Well, so so this is this is the big conflict for Bella. Um, How does she cope with Edward being gone? And what is this thing with Jacob? There are other shenanigans. There are rogue vampires. There are people making stupid decisions based on love. There is a kind of an uneasy, an uneasy truce between um, no,
1: are between vampires and werewolves. Right. Because classic enemies. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, are they? Is that a thing? Why, so wh- this
0: is a really interesting question. Did they,
1: I, kind, did they kind of make that? Did Stephanie Meyer kind of make that famous? I don't. Well, werewolves and vampires. I don't think that's ever.
2: It seems too stupid to be in the same story together.
1: That's a great point, Joe.
0: There is a film series called Underworld. And this film yeah. series is all up in the sort of vampire situation. Well, this is the thing. The first underworld movie rolled up um, in 2003. These books were coming out in 06, 07, 08, right in there. Happily so inspired. It's kind of around the same time that all of a sudden these two fairly different um, uh, media franchises said, wait you this know who are is, mortal uh, enemies yeah,
1: vampires yeah. and werewolves it's a
2: hollywood yeah. what if it's yeah what what if we put it which in the is
1: what i'm coining uh, is a new coin i'm coining listen
2: you can't just
0: this just because i did so well with the momentous normal and banal abnormality the, you can't uh, just say uh, uh, hollywood what if
2: joe see if hollywood what if stays in your head it for sure, it's going to be. I don't think, but I don't think, banal abnormality is going to be as sticky as um, momentous. You normal. wait and see. Is that what, what you're trying checking.
1: to coin, Joe? No, no that's, I, I, I coined, coined it last
2: week. week. But the classic episode where I talked about Anne Frank,
0: and you came down on the side of the Secret Nazis, Nazi And not week. listening that's
1: to That's <laughs> not what happened. Nazi
2: to the episode. sympathizers. He came down on the side
1: of the Nazis. I song. like the idea of really <laughs> the previous episodes. <laughs> this is like that one time that you sided with the Nazis. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I would like to talk a little bit about a little bit about why this book is kind
1: of bad, but then maybe offer. I think that's basically what we're all waiting for. Yeah, Ian You on I'll, this uh, book, I'll, offer, instead of giving I'll me offer updates on tweens. <laughs> I'll
0: offer a brief defense of this book at the end. First, it is emotionally overwrought. Oh, um, so, Bella.
2: Melodramatic.
1: Yes. Like, like, very, like,
2: worse extremely. than Romeo and Juliet. So, this is,
0: yeah, like, famously. That shit's
1: it's pretty insufferable.
0: Famously, one of my least favorite plays to see on stage. If you're a true lit head, you know this is my least favorite Shakespeare play to see on stage because the people are constantly crying, and I just hate that. On stage. So on stage, guess what?
2: In real life, he's fine. In this book, in this book,
0: (laughs) one of the dominant (laughs) motifs is how much these characters feel like it's like Romeo and Juliet. Okay. These characters are constantly comparing their situation to, Romeo it's a and
1: forbidden
2: Juliet. love. They can't be together. It feels super mm-hmm. high stakes. And they're separated and yeah. they're mourning for bold, each other. Can we just talk about that? Really like trope is. that they're fighting, that they're
1: like oh, werewolves and vampires. They can't be together. Everyone knows it. It's like, nobody knows that. Like, why can't you be together? <laughs> it's a
0: classic Montague Capulet situation. And <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know again, whether Stephanie Meyer, Stephenie minor, Stephanie Meyer said, I'm going to make Romeo and Juliet into this book, but here it is. Um, this is very emotionally overwrought, um, on, on, it gets to be, it gets to be a lot. It gets to be a lot to the point where, you know, emotions are powerful and love is powerful and especially young love is powerful, but you start wondering whether the, the psychology doesn't really match up anymore. You know, there comes a point where you say, okay, people aren't like this. This is not a human being. Well, vampire. Right. Uh, no, she's not. She wants to be. We learned early on that she really, really, really wants to be a vampire. Does she want to be a werewolf in the same way? Like I know she wants to be a vampire. She's no. Also, you can't be. A, you can't become a werewolf by being bit. You have to be part of the bloodline, <laughs> and I think you have to be a boy.
1: I don't think there are any female werewolves oh uh, no term. don't no they're gonna come after they're, they're <laughs> actually in the index of the appendix there yeah, is a subsection it's incredibly
2: of, narrow-minded of you
1: uh, i hope Ian so. i have a one I have star got, review for you <laughs> great i've been giving a one star review gr reader i okay if that's her name that would be amazing i don't think that's a real name though romeo and juliet written for morons by someone who can't write <laughs> Great. Wait,
2: that's a one-star review of Romeo and Juliet? Nope, one-star no, review no. of Mom. New Moon. <laughs> Got yes, yes. Yes. Romeo
1: and Juliet, written for morons by someone who can't write, with a fake happy ending tacked on so that she can sell a couple more sequels. But I'm sure Shakespeare would just take it as another compliment. I don't get that. Ian, you'll have to fill us in on that one. Yeah, is he vain? Is Shakespeare van? He vain? always had his eye on the bottom line. Oh, because he was like a,
2: he was a businessman.
1: Was he a a, a prudent producer?
0: Perhaps a, a, perhaps a misapprehension about Shakespeare that he was driven by financial gain. Anyway, y- can you add clarity to that? Uh, I think what she's, what GR reader, he or she is suggesting, or they, what they're suggesting is um, that the move to uh, turn this into a con- continually saleable media franchise is uh, a wise financial move and Shakespeare who wrote Plays for Money would appreciate that being
2: a wise financial move. Um, I will say, I think that's not a great criticism of any media property where it's like, well, they were just setting up for a sequel. It's like, yeah. Do you know what I would do if I wrote a book that made me a billion dollars, I would set it up for a sequel so I could write another book that made me a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Everybody. That's why
0: we're, that's why we're building out the whole Butler verse so that second reader have too many butlers presents, you know, (laughs) I love dunking on uh, people who leave reviews with you guys. It's great. Good times. Um, part of part of GR readers review is that she can't write. And I think that's not quite accurate, but I did notice um, as I worked through this book, a startlingly large number of bad similes. And maybe this is because I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm teaching my students about similes right now, but i um, there are a lot of bad
2: similes in here. So I wonder if, um, Joe, you could tell us what a simile is. Yeah. So a simile is, I- I- anytime we make a comparison, usually using like or as. So like, oh, the the sunset was like, no, that can't be a good one. Your eyes were like the moon because. Two stars, yes. Yeah, orbs. Um, one of the things that characterizes a bad simile, I, I hope I can presage. Yes, is yes, yes, please. If, if they make something that's very Predictable, right? Like you make right. a predictable cliche. simile, a cliche simile. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's bad
0: bad similes are cliches, or they're kind of they take you out of the moment by, by thinking about the them other much. way <laughs> so, is to say
2: something preposterous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you some preposterous. A lot of these are pretty preposterous. Um her skin was soft and withered, bent into a thousand tiny creases that clung gently to the bone underneath, like a dry. <laughs> day like a dried apricot but with a puff of thick white hair standing out in a cloud around it
1: Here's everything should be compared to a dried apricot
0: more things i spotted edward leaning motionlessly against his polished silver volvo like a marble tribute to some forgotten pagan god of beauty his chest being hard and cold and perfect as an ice sculpture
1: she was in it right. man
0: yeah so that's that's it and i think the last the last reason i think this is this is Um, This book aggravated me is that Bella is so clearly with the wrong person. Yes, lead You heard it here first. I am team Jacob. Hashtag team Jacob. (laughs) 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 Edward Edward is a piece of trash. Edward, um, it's like a lot has been made of sort of the the vague vague misogyny of Edward. Like Mm -hmm. he's kind of like he's he's domineering and he's toxic masculinity. But Jacob is the werewolf is presented as kind of like a like a you know a fairly good partner in in a lot of ways mm-hmm. he's listening he's he takes Bella where she is he takes no like when she says no he he's like okay, I'm not gonna stop loving you but i will i will be i will go as far as you want and no further um so he no means no for him um Jacob is like clearly the better the better the better one for her the better human being although he's not a human being neither of them are human beings and uh she is making Bella's an idiot Bella's an idiot she should have gone with Jacob hashtag team Jacob wow
1: plus he's like an earthbound son so like an
0: earthbound son <laughs> I mean how can you go
1: wrong with an earthbound son like a dehydrated tangerine
0: <laughs> the, the, the the thing I'm gonna say one good thing about this book that's okay uh, unless I should save that for for
1: Tiffany's uh, Literally, I don't care at all. Okay, I'll do it now. Um, <laughs> I think this book... Literally, nobody gives a shit. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> there's, there are legitimate reasons. There are legitimate reasons to consider this not a great book. And I've listed some of them. But, but when you are of a certain age, and somebody that you like is behaving in a way that's confusing to you, Everything feels like it's exploding all the time and it is comforting and it is even delightful to sort of wallow in that sort of the the world is ending. Everything is the worst. I have a hole in my heart and the edges are ragged and only, only by clutching myself tightly can I keep the hole from bleeding all over. Like it's, it's very, it's real in terms of, intensity when you can't be with the person you want to be with that fear feels like the world is ending like you're dying constantly torturously and so I think for people for critics who maybe are older cooler heads wiser more removed from the power of sort of teen romance not a tween not tween non tweens yeah ex-tweens I think it might be hard to put oneself in that space to validate this sort of pain as legitimate. It seems dorky when you're, you know, in your thirties, but when you're in your teens and you like somebody and that person doesn't like you back or the person does for a while and they stop or they have to move across the country and you can't see them all the time. It hurts. It hurts. It feels like things are blowing up all the time. So I think this book maybe
1: isn't realistic, but I think it does capture something. No, it's definitely not realistic. No, there's vampires. No, it's got werewolves no.
0: and vampires. It captures something it captures something truthful about about um about young love and young loss. I told you I would say something nice about it. Yeah, it was almost too much nice.
1: Hey, Joe, are you ready to tear your book apart
2: i am I'm ready to tear his book apart all right okay <laughs> all right i guess i i don't remember if nick well maybe i should say i'm not sure that nick is going to remember this nick are you aware that 50 that the 50 shades series started as twilight fan fiction did we establish That's- this
1: Yes, this is, this was, took up the majority of the last episode. Got it. Thank you. uh, Which we could not believe. So let's, let's go ahead and relitigate that. Some of us. For the majority of this episode. (laughs) Okay, so. In true sequel format, let's just regurgitate. Let's do the same thing again.
2: (laughs) So we have a dynamic between these two it's set in the it's set in the pacific northwest we have mm-hmm. a young character a protagonist who is a naive young lady who doesn't always make the best decisions she's taken with this brooding mysterious man and they are involved in this forbidden love that's the first book right in the second book there's a love triangle, right? Not with a werewolf, because that would be ridiculous. Instead, right. with her boss, a guy named Mr. Hyde, which is also ridiculous. Oh,
1: okay, wait, wait. Okay. Oh, God, I have so many fucking yeah, questions immediately, ahead. but like, are you in the middle of it?
2: No, 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 I'm, I'm not, not particularly. Joe, um, before just, you go
1: on here, Joe, yes. I just, I need to understand these, these facts coming at me in, in, in the right way. Yes. Do these books mm-hmm. align as in, yeah. is this like I don't know what the timelines here. This series was a spin-off no. of Twilight of correct? Twilight. Yep. And so is this any sort of like
2: matching story in, in these? I really wanted that to be the case, right? Like I really mm. wanted to be like, here is a point by point comparison of these two things. The reality is, is like, is that Twilight? Is like a writing prompt for El James. It, it, mm-hmm. for okay. e. L. I don't James know if that like- makes it more clear. Well, okay. Well, let me make it clear here. <laughs> do you know how? Do you know how Ian said that his book is full of chaste love? Yes. And you and you had talked about the Hollywood "What If" the new expression taking the nation by storm. What if Twilight, but filled with kinky sex? Right. Like that is the "What If" for them. It's, okay. like, it's like Got the approaches. The,
0: the, the, the approach is like- Twilight <laughs> is perfect in every way. And that one specific thing that it's missing, the hole that needs to be filled is, oh, God.
1: Yeah. right. It's like, instead of bunting the whole book, let's, let's run a train on home base.
2: <laughs> oh, God. You can't put that in. Nick. My students listen to this sometimes. <laughs>
1: Uh, are they over eighteen?
2: Because they can't listen to it because it says explicit. <laughs> it, it it does have the explicit tag in the App Store. So account. that's how I protect you, Joe. All right, thank you. All right, so I mean, it, it's Anastasia Steele is our main character, as you of course remember. Um, she is infatuated with a guy named Mister Gray. He is beautiful. He is perfect. Ooh, he's he is got it wealthy. All. He is. Oh my forbidden. He is. Is he g-
1: kind, Joe? Is he kind?
2: Oh, does he treat her with respect? He well, there's a contract that they have that explicitly details how he's not going to treat her with respect. So Not going to? Yeah, no, not going to treat her with it respect. It explicitly says no respect.
1: She does agree to can't the terms of the contract. No she does
2: sign the non-disclosure agreement. Rodney Dangerfield's contract. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. It's fine. So so I guess guess there's three things I want to talk about with this book. Okay. One of them is the preposterous (laughs) plot. One is the preposterous writing. And one is like how this relationship that is... I mean, this is a fantasy, right? Like, let's start here. This book yep. is a fantasy. One of the things that we talked about with the Fifty Shades um, the very first time we talked about this is people who are into this culture, people who are into the BDSM culture, they look at it and they say, hey that like purports that it represents like what we're into it absolutely does not like not only right. is that like that is an unhealthy um dominant, yep. whatever it's bbs uh,
1: your honor line three cf yeah. no respect that's not our way no respect that's it so you really got off you said there's three things that we should three yep. things that the we'll, preposterous we, plot is number plot. one
2: the preposterous writing is number the writing, two. writing, bad, naughty and writing. Maybe that not the preposterous writing. And this, then third writing, for symmetry amateurish. here. Um, and third for famous <laughs> symmetry of threes um, is is the portrayal of this relationship as a romantic as, relationship, as it. a okay. desirable relationship. Can
1: we just cover that one quickly? Because we yeah, covered it th- last episode, which is basically, you kind of outlined it. This is not a good representation, maybe, as as said by
2: these horny, horny communities. This right. is these not horny, who we're all horny about. dogs. Yeah, like this is a relationship filled with control, with isolation, with emotional manipulation, verbal abuse, threats, intimidation. Counter, counter argument, your honor. Mm-hmm. Line 3F. Yep. What if they're into it? Yeah, <laughs> what if they're into it? And that's like the, that's kind of the heartbeat that moves this plot forward, oh, right? Interesting. Um, because Yeah, because Anna, Anastasia Steele, uh, um, obviously an amazing character name. um, (laughs) It really sounds like a first draft character name, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Anastasia Steele. She is young. She's naive. She's manipulable. And when, for example, Mr. Gray um, wants to get closer to her and is standing her, in her apartment when she gets home after she's explicitly told him that she doesn't want to be near him, she doesn't read it as, oh, my God, I'm going to call the cops. She reads it as, oh, my God, he's here. Isn't Matt, that hey, thrilling? Hey, Joe. Yes. Nice, <laughs> God. So it it's it is not a healthy relationship, Nick. I've got a quick g- I got a game for us here. Oh yes. wow! Do
1: we have time? Okay,
2: go for yeah. it. Is this, oh,
0: God, can can we can we can we lay out some ground rules for this for this game? I would like to
2: not be respected <laughs> throughout this game. You guys will have to sign an NDA to play this game. <laughs> This is just an over-under game, right? I am going to put a phrase in here. Ian had his ridiculous similes. I'm going to put a phrase in here. I want you to... And I'm going to give you a number. I want you to tell me if you think that phrase occurs more or less than the number I state.
1: Joe, can I quick name this game? Please. Grey Capades.
2: (laughs) That's great. Grey Capades. Welcome to Grey Capades. It's kind of hard to say. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nick... How many times do you think the word G's shows up in this book? Oh, J-E-E-Z. Wow. I'm going to give you the number 50 as the over under. Right. Which is maybe not that much. How many pages we got here, Joe? It's like a 550 page book. Holy it's a, it's a beefy shit, boy.
1: shit. That's a long mm. book. Okay. Wow. Gotta go over. Gotta Ian? go over. Uh, oh, I, I would also say over, but I can't be. You got to be a contra, yeah. contrarian. The, yeah.
2: the, the, the word geez does show up 84 times in this book. Congratulations, Nick. You get a great capade point. A good great point. All right. Thank you. How many times does some capa- version a, of the a, word... A point. Hol- a point. A good point. How many times does some version of the word holy expletive show up? So holy shit, holy food, holy crap, crap holy classics. cow, holy cow, holy <laughs> Moses over under 100
0: wow i think you go first yeah i'm going to say i'm going to say co- combined i'm going to say over 100
1: can i just point out real quick that in a mm-hmm. 600 page book approximately that means every sixth page you're <laughs> seeing holy shit or holy fuck or holy that's Moses? not that
2: much isn't it isn't uh, it i think I'm, that's I'm quite my- a bit I'm reminded of something that John McPhee talked about in his um in in one of his books about writing <laughs> John McPhee, where he says on one of his drafts, the only thing he goes through at, is he goes through and he eliminates words that he reuses twice. And there's all sorts of words that like are totally wow, fine to use twice, huh? but twice just they stick out in the negative way. I think he would say that holy shit, fuck, crap, hell, cow, Moses showing up 124 times in this book is excessive.
0: Yeah. If you're ever reading a John McPhee book, that's why the the words the and a show up on the first page and never, never, never. (laughs) He's an artist,
1: folks.
2: I'll say higher. Yeah. uh, The number is 124. And Ian already took it. Ian, congratulations. You get a good point. Ah. All right. Nick, there's a lot of murmuring that goes on in this book. Um, Do you think people murmur something over or under 200 times? Oh, over. I'm going to go over. Ian, will you take the under? I will. I think I will. All right. Um, no, they murmur things 285 times in this book. The yes. over is always the yes. <laughs> end. <laughs> Finally, um, my very last one. Every other every other page he murmured. Nick, there's a euphemism that's used throughout this book. Um, it's a euphemism for our main character's lady parts, for her oh, vagina. Is it, is it is called, ga- going Gangnam Style? <laughs> it is called inner goddess she frequently describes how her inner goddess feels when certain things happen in here oh my <laughs> god <laughs> it's, all i could think is of uh green
1: goddess dressing is that weird yeah, it's and now i'm thinking she should have called it hidden valley
2: never mind keep going
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh it's better uh yeah what's the number
2: uh, oh let's go with 60 which I would point out is only once every ten <laughs> every pages. ten pages,
1: and this is not a math podcast. I'm going to go over uh, over again. You got to shoot for shoot for your dreams.
2: Oh, uh, it only shows up 58 times. Uh, El James has some uh, restraint, but Hidden know. Valley shows up. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look at in Hidden Joe,
1: Valley. You you mentioned, th- uh, and I will. Uh, Thank I'm glad I won this game. Um, Joe, you mentioned Nick, that there's the two other thinkpater. things. You mentioned how bad the plot is and how bad the writing is. Can you quick get to those and then what yeah, so, in so, so, this
2: episode is yep, absolutely as humanly possible? So, so that game was uh, my 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 subtle hint at how poor the writing is. The last thing I want to say is the plot in this book is really silly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's almost as if it's almost as if I don't want to cast any aspersions at E.L. James. It It's almost as if the plot is just a way to get to the next, like sexy, sexy, sexy. The sex scene. stuff. Right. The sex stuff. Like, right?
1: you know how some authors build out the, the beats? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just building. <laughs> yep she's she, built she's just building out the beats, but just in a different building way. out the beats
2: this is the stuff that needs to happen like allow me to set the scene yeah. so there's like a masquerade ball um there's there's like an ex stalker like submissive who like I, it it's really implied like blows up his helicopter at one point oh, like wow. he buys her it's a violent. house at one point she christian um they do a lot for christian gray here I'm sorry to paint him as a more sympathetic character in this time. And they really make... He can't help being the way he is, Nick. He can't help being the way he is, but Anna might just be able to change him. And Christian, uh. he has a dark and dramatized past, right? Um, Which excuses his behavior, obviously. Is and, this really um, the the premise, basically? is Is this... Yeah. 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 I mean, this, this, this is a sexy sex book to the point that every time I read one of these, I, okay, maybe this is the last thing I'll say. Every time I read one of these, I distinctly remember that when this book was popular, I was bartender at the time. I was like a full-time bartender when this book became popular. People would read this book out in the open at the bar. And at the time I didn't think anything of it. It was the biggest book in America at the time. Now, I just, I just can't believe it. Like, I can't believe that people would just read this sex book at the bar. And maybe that makes me a little bit prudish. Maybe yeah. there should be well, sex books at prude. every bar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and so. on every corner. Joe, um, why do you think... I hate this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because, ooh, it's so salacious. Yes, the ones you hate. Is this book supposed to be provocative in that way that's kind of like... It, it, <laughs> Is the purpose of it to n- not be this you know ideal relationship, right?
2: Like, no, I, so, I really don't think so. I think th- th- this book because my question of this is book is to okay. It, I believe the purpose of this book is to show a fantasy. Right. Like show a very specific fantasy that clearly like, let's be clear, like for all the Reagan that we do on this and for all like the the mud that this gets dragged through, this book was wildly, wildly popular. Like this book clearly resonates with people and people look at it and they say, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of into it.
1: She's in an abusive relationship. And
2: the point my question is, is like, is the book supposed to show that? Or is that she so yeah let, let me let me pause she does several times throughout both the first book and this one try to break away from Christian Gray, right like there are several times like the first book ends with her leaving him right because the sex isn't book, very good well because it goes a little far right like <laughs> they, they, <laughs> sorry <yeah>. nope <laughs> so like the first book ends with her leaving him the first book is like hey this isn't what I want I don't want to be with it this book though it is like she wants to be away from him I, and I put like wants in quotes here because like that's what she says she wants but also like there's like 16 sex scenes in this book right like she keeps going back with him Wait, keeps that's going one back every 16 yeah, is a tough number The math up is really hard for me too we need, a, <laughs> if need we round a, call up to round up the guest
1: if we round up to 25 no let's round up to 20, 150
2: well, well, if it was 20. 1,600 pages, it would be one sex scene every 100, every 100 pages. And it's right. a third of that. So I bet it's a sex scene every 30 pages. Yeah, the That's threes always get me. Yeah. So, I mean, like. So you loved it. N- no, I didn't like it. I think it's a bad <laughs> book. I think, it's a, I think it's a crazy book. I think Great. It's, thank yeah, you, yeah, Joe. Thank
1: you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Joe? Yes. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. I'm sorry. I need to, I need to also share Joe.
1: What is it? Ian. Ian, you silly goose. One more time. No, nice i saving it. There it is. No, Joe was talking. Say it. Do it again. Say Do what again? Uh, gentlemen, welcome to Tiffany's a safe place for you to tell me all the terrible things finally about your book, uh, without it being held against you. Cause I know we want to win here today. So, uh, Joe, do you have anything bad to say about your book? Do you have anything um, good to
2: say about your book? The, the only thing I didn't say, you the only bad it. thing that I didn't <laughs> say is I, I think I touched on this last time, but the fan fiction community that this came out of is collaborative, but, right? Like fan fiction is a collaborative media and E.L. James really the accusations against her are that she really oh. built these books on a lot of work that other people did. Like she cashed in on this world, this universe, these stories that people had built together. Okay, she published it. them. She's in a book. A thief. She got it. She's Ian? a thief. She's a t- horny thief. <laughs> <laughs> she is a horny thief.
1: <laughs> With her capades.
0: Ian? Um... I'm saying a good thing or a bad thing about this book. I don't good care. Hard to say. Say. I lost
1: track. The <laughs> worst thing about this book is that there are multiple more and likely at the podcast. It's happening. For sure. I'll it's happening more. You'll have to, You'll have of to quit time. the podcast before you don't read the next books, <laughs> <Dang> <laughs> which I think is a sentence that made sense. Um, this is tough. I personally could not choose. Um, so. This was worst books week and do you guys know who has a worst review
2: on goodreads mine's kind of surprisingly high like i think my review might start with a four okay so joe doesn't know ian do you know mine's 3.59 and i'm surprised i think mine's like a 4.1 or something it's like (sighs) shocking joe you lose yeah i'm sorry sorry.
1: 3.83 and uh, only 55,000 one star reviews in Ian, our reigning champion at a three point five nine <laughs> with over one star reviews. God. Wow. That's so many people who
2: fucking hated this book. Could so count- many people that are aware of this book. Like imagine writing. Imagine making something so popular that 50,000 people went out of their way to blast it in, a, in like a single form. There's almost 150,000
1: people. Let's see, 138,000 oh, yeah. people. How long does it take to read the book? Oh, do you think? God. Oh, 12 hours? It's, 10 hours? It's a 15-hour audiobook. It's a 15... So 10... Let's just say 10? Yeah. You can... Yeah, you need faster than an
2: audiobook. You need yeah. 30% faster than so an audiobook, I would say.
1: That's 138... Th- Wait, no, this is not right. Times 10. <laughs> this has been That's, Nick mutters about math. Hold on. <laughs> I just did times <laughs> 10. Murmurs. I had to put it in my Nick, calculator. <laughs> Nick <laughs> murmurs about math. Nick adds two zeros and it takes 10 minutes. <laughs> Nick's foray into ASMR is murmuring about math. Carry the wand. Now, what you're going to want to do.
2: <laughs> all right litheads. um we we like reading good books we don't like reading bad books you should suggest good books for us the best way to do that is head on over to tweenvogue.com click that suggested book suggest a theme uh button and send them in um you can always rate review subscribe podcast player of your choice but of course the best thing you can do for the show is to tell a bookish friend about it lit heads beget more litheads. so how about you go beget you some Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Ian. Congratulations, Stephanie Meyer.
0: Uh, I'm going to read you one of the best bad similes in this book because it's extended. This is an
2: extended <laughs> bad simile. So, Nick, an extended simile is a simile that takes place over a passage or maybe a page. Uh, it's it's quite long. Jesus. I mean, you really got a good one. <laughs> this is as... Um, as
0: Bella is continuing to really wrestle with what it means that, well, should she be with Jacob or not? And another boy who's interested in Bella is vomiting in the backseat of the car. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, but I, ima- I want you to imagine that part of the, the, the soundscape. Maybe one of you can make barfing noises as, as we do
2: this. Let me get an app on my phone.
0: <laughs> the road felt longer on the way back. Jacob was quiet and thoughtful. He left his arm around me and it was so warm that the cold wind felt good. I stared out the windshield, consumed with guilt. It was so wrong to encourage Jacob, pure selfishness. It didn't matter that I would tried to make my position clear. If he felt any hope at all that this could turn into something other than friendship, then I hadn't hadn't been clear enough. How could I explain so that he would understand? I was an empty shell, like a vacant house condemned. For months, I'd been utterly uninhabitable. Now I was a little improved. The front room was in better repair, but that was all. Just the one small piece. He deserved better than that. Better than a one-room, falling-down fixer-upper. No amount of investment on his part could put me back in working order.